everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Black Case Diaries. You may notice that today our audio sounds a little different than it has in recent history. Just a touch. We're going back to our roots for a little bit, and we're gonna we're just using a recorder <laughs> at the center of the space, and we're all just around it, yeah. just like the old days. Yeah. Yeah. So. So if you need good uh, good jokes, <laughs> you're gonna have to sit forward and get closer. <laughs> Yeah, so we're actually not in the studio today. That's why we sound like this. We are on location. We're <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> we went on a little bit of a of a trip together. A little bit of a business trip, I guess. Yeah. In an undisclosed location. <laughs> we, we thought even though we're going to this place, we're not going to skip it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We care so much about you listeners. We're still here We're doing, it. doing it. That's right. It doesn't matter that Adam and I collectively got four hours of sleep last night. <laughs> I got a full, like, nine, probably. <laughs> How? How? <laughs> Whatever. Dude, I grew up with so many brothers that, like... I guess that's <laughs> true. used to sleeping through craziness. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I had a kind of a big family. That's true. I just... That's true. You know, I guess, yeah... I don't know, I'm just a, I'm just, I just love sleep. You're just crazy. Yeah. They say there's like two people in the world, people who can sleep literally anywhere, Mm -hmm. and people who need a gravity blanket and a sleep machine, (laughs) you know, and a fan. Yeah, yeah, have to be in a perfect condition. Those two people are me and Marcy. Yeah. That's who they're talking about. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So today, oh, I'm sorry, this is Robin. And Adam. And Marcy. You know, together we make the Black Case Diaries. Yeah. So you yeah. stir it all up, and then you have <laughs> the facts of life. <laughs> okay, so today we're doing something a little more different. We we're not really gonna focus so much on you know the education of a topic or anything. We're doing another top ten list. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. These are more fun because we don't have to do as much research. <laughs> And uh, we are in a place where we can't get as much research done, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's... But we will say we did take time doing this. We did try. It did take longer than we expected. It did take a quite quite some time, that's true. I would say a large chunk. We decided to talk about our favorite movie, Dragons. Woo! We're continuing with our, with our theme. We didn't actually mean to do this, but I don't know if you guys noticed, throughout the whole month of May, we've done episodes about monsters, and today we're going to talk there about dragons. There you go. Monster May. Monster May. Maybe we should make it a tradition. Yeah, we might have to. Yeah, we did Pokemon, like Godzilla, and now we're doing dragons. There you go. So, it was we... the Monster May. <laughs> it was the monster May. Um, <laughs> anyway, love it. It was so a graveyard day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so we made a list. We made what we did was we named a bunch of movie dragons, just as many as we could think of, and we gave each one a score based on design, personality, plot significance, and. Ability slash power, like we you know, right check. strength. Yeah, we thought that those were might maybe like nice fair ways to rank these dragons. And after we did that, we gave each one a score, and we took the the top ten 
the ones that had the highest scores, and we made, you know, there were lots of ties that we had to break. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Oops. We, including tie for first place, <laughs> and we are going to go ahead and just get started. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. So, uh, the first <coughs> dragon on our list we have here is the Hungarian Horntail from uh, the 2005 film Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh-huh. This dragon was suggested by Adam. Yeah. Adam, why is this dragon on our list? Because it's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, the thing about this dragon is that it, it plays a pretty big role in the movie and in the book, you know, being the uh, one of Harry's trials that he has to do after being forced to compete. For me, it's a very cool-looking dragon because I've only seen the movie. I haven't read the books. Sorry, everybody listening. <laughs> but... I think it's very cool, and that whole scene is probably my favorite part of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that has a lot to do with the fact that the dragon is there and being awesome. When it comes to you know, design, we, we I think we ranked him pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave him an 8 out mm-hmm. of 10. So we thought that he looks very good. Yeah. Definitely, you know, the Harry Very Potter ferocious movies. looking. Yeah. yeah. And it, I think he returns, not necessarily, not the same dragon, but I, I think it is the same species of dragon in the in the later Harry Potter movie when Harry flies the dragon in seven, I think it's in seven part one. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've seen <sighs> oh, him, so. Boy. Yeah, I get the parts one and two meld together for me a little bit, so I can't remember exactly what happens in one versus yeah. two. Mostly because whenever I watch one, I normally watch the other, so. Mm, right. Gotcha. Well, it's like it should have been one movie or something. Hmm, that's, oh, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, out of uh, a high, the highest possible score the dragon could get would be 40. The Hungarian Horntail got 20, and so it is number 10 on our list. Hooray. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, it's still It's a pretty good there. showing for the, for the last. Right. Like, for just breaking the top 10. Of of the dragons on our list, the Hungarian Horntail is one of the only ones that is mostly just, like, a beast, mm-hmm. an animal. that right. doesn't have, you know, there are a couple more that are kind of like that, but mm-hmm. that's one that's very, you know, the dragon pretty much exists for the plot point, basically. Right. It's only, it's only interest is protecting the egg, just like any, any animal would, protecting its young or something like that. So it yeah. didn't really have anything to say. <laughs> right. So we're going to go ahead and get down to nine. Yeah. Dragon number nine is, this is kind of hard to explain, but this is the dragon from Sleeping Beauty when Maleficent changes herself into a dragon to thwart Prince Philip's plan to wake Aurora from her death-like slumber. Marcy decided... Mm -hmm. I I wanted to put her on this uh, because... And and we're, we didn't really we kind of separated Maleficent from the fact that she becomes a dragon. We kind of focused on just her dragon aspects because we thought it would be unfair to include Melissa Maleficent's evilness. I like, like calling her, I like you calling her Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> like that's her name. Like she's just gonna... I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm slurring my words now. Marsh's drink of the week, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We'll talk about that a little bit later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, We wanted to separate Maleficent from the dragon because when she becomes the dragon, she she could have changed into anything, honestly, but she chose a dragon. And so we we wanted her on this list because, I mean, it's a it's a freaking cool dragon. Like the colors Mm -hmm. are amazing. They do 
like the purple with the green fire and everything. There's a, uh, there's a large animatronic version of it at Disney World. <sighs> Um, that breathes green fire and I all that go. stuff. It's part of a show. <laughs> That's I gotta it. Go. If Marcy's and finally decided, if anybody to wants to fund my trip, um, can you fund all of our trip? Yeah. I have never been to Disney. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, none of us have. <laughs> okay, fine. <Are> we <laughs> fund a Black Case Diaries trip. I would. We yes. would be very appreciative. <laughs> oh my God! Please. Also, I need a new computer. But yeah, funding us. To go to Disney would be really great. We'll tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they so they translated the colors from Maleficent to the dragon very well. But honestly, I mean, the dragon just has the basic capabilities like breathing fire and I assume flying. I don't know. I don't Probably remember if they can show. Fly. I mean, she has wings. The flying, so maybe. yeah, but. Um, so, so I, re- we really wanted to include her. We gave her a pretty high score with design also. She was also mm-hmm. an eight mm-hmm. for design. And I think it was just because she is very classic looking as mm-hmm. a dragon and we don't see the dragon on screen for very long. Yeah. So pretty much the only thing we could, we, we could rank it on was the way it looked. So th- that's why it's so low on our top 10 list, but but still got a very high score in design. I mean, it has to it has to be impactful for such a short time. Mm-hmm. It needs to play the part in as short a time as possible. It needs to look menacing like something that Maleficent would come up with, and it sure does that. Yeah. Now shall you deal with me, O oh prince, and all the powers of hell. <laughs> Out of 40, Maleficent got 22. So just got just above the Hungarian horn tail. And Happy we were that. Yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> score, right? So number eight on our list doesn't actually really have a name. <laughs> She's known only as Dragon from Shrek. Yeah. This is another Ooh. one that Adam suggested, I believe. Hooray. And, uh, yeah, she... She was pretty middle of the road for all the categories. Yeah, pretty much everything. She's a very classic dragon, you know, guarding a castle with a princess with a hoard of gold, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the movie Shrek is being a parody on every fantasy movie ever, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, they had to, they had it followed all the, the tropes. Yeah, exactly. But once Donkey starts to talk to her and we realize that she's incredibly lonely and has, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody's afraid of her, she kills everyone that gets close I guess so it's not entirely their fault but she turns out to be very lonely and have quite a bit to her personality and it's kind of I think you mentioned this before we started recording Robin how she is lonely in the same way that the princess the princess is at the top of the tower mm-hmm. yeah and that is why we gave her a pretty like a pretty good score in personality we gave her a seven out which of ten. Is, yeah, which is higher than her right. other. For a character that's hardly on screen, I mean mm-hmm. that's a pretty high score. But the reason we did it was because of the twist of the fact that you know she's supposed to be this fire breathing monster, mm-hmm. and it turns out she's really just lonely, uh, waiting for someone to rescue her, just like just like the princess Diana was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So funny that it was a donkey that did it, but yeah, it's a, <laughs> different. another twist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. That's definitely another one that's hard to rate because we don't have a lot of information 
about her either. So the definitely the dragons that are at the top, like, you know, the, as we go down the list, those are the ones that we kind of know the least about in terms of the film. We weren't really offered up a whole bunch of information. Right. Mm-mm. And we're talking specifically in this case the first Shrek because as far as the other movies go, two, three, four, I think, that dragon doesn't, it has even less of a role. You know, mm-hmm. in two, she's not in it. I don't think at all mm-hmm. until the end, if you stay past the credits, yeah. even, or, or the, the, like, show tune that they do at the end. Oh, yes. You know, right. if you stay past that, then the dragon shows up. And then I'm not even sure. I It's been a long time since I've seen three and four, so I don't remember her role at all. But but that's why we wanted to stick with the first movie when her personality actually becomes part of it and is actually shown to us. Awesome. So I think out of 40, Dragon got 23. So just she just inched in above, mm, above just Maleficent. Just eked out. Sorry, Marcy. Yeah. So for number seven, number seven on our list, this is the first Dragon that is kind of a, a really big part of the film. And we're talking about it's uh, Safira from Aragon. Yeah. Yeah. Aragon is not everybody's favorite movie. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. Um, I remember when I saw it, I thought it was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think "bad" is the word that I used yeah. when I saw it. So I I was a big fan of the books at the time, and so I was excited about this movie. And when I saw it, I was also kind of bummed because I thought they could have done. A lot better. I liked certain parts of the movie. We won't go there, but... I'm surprised that it hasn't been redone yet. Yeah. Eventually, I think it has to. I bet to. HBO redo it. They're, oh, hey, yeah. they've done a great job with yeah. Dragons, so sure. there you go. Somebody will, somebody will redo it as a series. That yeah. seems to be the new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be all right with that. Mm-hmm. So and, and so, I remember at the time not being happy with her design... As much, I, I felt like they could have done better. At the time, I thought she looked like a chicken looking. <laughs> we gave back. her a five. Yeah, uh, so she's on design. Kind uh-huh. of middle of the road dragon yeah. look. As far as her overall shape goes, she's very classical English dragon. You know, you've got the four legs and then the wings on top of that. But the problem with her is that they take it in some weird directions. I, for one, think. Some of the choices they made are cool. Like, her color is very nice. Mm-hmm. That blue is very nice. But the feathery wings is kind of a weird thing. I believe she's a little bit, like, I don't know if it's more feathers, but almost like a furry kind of yeah. texture instead yeah. of scales. It's a little strange. So she didn't get that many points in, uh, mm-hmm. in right. design. I think for her, her highest score was for ability. We gave her a 9 out of 10, which is a very yes. high score. That's and a very high Yes, because she has some very... We were very, very discerning folks. We, were not, <laughs> we weren't just handing out 9 no, out of 10. Yeah. No, no. She, we, she we thought about it. She has very cool abilities. She's able to t- um, communicate telepathically with her rider. I, I guess Aragon. his name is Aragon, yeah. Um, which is immediately really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was she's able to basically project what she sees into Aragon's mind. So if she needs to show him something rather than saying, hey, look over there, she could just do it and he yeah. sees it, which is, which is a really cool ability. Pretty freaking awesome. On top of that, most likely breathes fire, obviously flies. Mm-hmm. So Safira got a 29 out of 40. 
which is a very popular score on this list. We had to yeah. do some tiebreakers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving on from Safira at number seven, we have Haku from Spirited Away, a film by Studio Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, a lot of people's favorite. I believe it won Best Picture, or I mean, sorry, Best Animated Picture. Whether or not it was an Oscar, it did win awards for animation. I know that for sure. Because the DVD that I have has the awards on it. Oh, all right. <laughs> so it was, it was, I got it after the awards had already happened. But yeah. obviously a very good movie. And the cool thing about Haku is him being a water spirit dragon. Yes. Which is a unique feature of this list, I think, entirely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love his design. I love the fact that he's designed like a classic Chinese dragon, mm-hmm. but with, you know, some Japanese... Twist. Yeah. Yes. He is a water dragon, and I like that there's at least a couple of dragons on here that are not just fire-breathing dragons. There there are, I mean, dragons are mythical, so you can actually have more than oh, one guy. She admitted it. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of dragons, so there there are... There are, you know, water dragons, ice dragons, storm dragons, all different kinds. And it is nice that there is somebody on this list that is not just an explicitly, like, breathing fire. And I do like that there he's a river guardian. It's nice that, you know, sometimes they're not, like, the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they guard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. And a lot of times... It, like we mentioned with Dragon from Shrek guarding a princess, that very classic story. This one is a unique take, being a guardian of a river, which why would a river need it need guarding unless you watch the movie and you kind of understand what's going on in the context. Um, but yeah, as far as the design goes for Haku, he's gorgeous um, in dragon form. And um, I say dragon form because he's able to transform into a person. Or a, you know, a human disguise, which is a really cool ability um, that we gave him points for as well. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, and so I had to look up what he looked like, and he 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 looks yeah pretty friggin' sweet. Even when he gets like super ferocious looking later on in the movie, he still looks awesome. Right. And I think that one thing that I also really like about him is not just, like, his classic design, but also the fact that he does shapeshift. And he shapeshifts... Because there are dragons in mythology, in the stories, stories that I've read, that do that. That's not a totally unheard of thing. That's not brand new. Like, it's nice that it kind of harkens back to older, older stories. Moving on from Haku at number six, who also, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, he got... A 29 out of 40 as well, initially. And then we decided to bump him up. So yeah. Got, yeah. Ooh, go Haku. A couple, couple categories. Yeah, so I think the category that he did the best in was design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, we, he's a beautiful looking dragon, for he, sure. Yeah, he really is. Mm-hmm. So moving on from him, we're at number five. And this dragon is one of my favorite dragons ever. Yeah. Falcor from the Never Ending Story, yes. 1984. The Never Ending Story. <laughs> Having a luck dragon with you is the only way to go on a quest. Things will work out fine, Atreyu. 
as many of you may remember, Falcor is not a traditional dragon and in any way. No. no. But we know he is officially a dragon because he says so in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's a luck dragon. Yeah. He has the head of a dog, the body, I'd say the body of like a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> which, and, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we were when we were discussing his design, Adam is not really a fan of his design. Uh, yeah, I personally think he looks a little bit too weird to me. Not just because... He, he doesn't look like a normal dragon. That doesn't bother me. It's just his design in general for me. I, I don't know. It's He's a little weird. He's a giant guy, weird giant puppet head. But I guess, yeah. I guess like you guys mentioned before, I didn't grow up watching this yeah. movie. So I <laughs> we kind will of... mention that Robin and I saw this movie a lot as kids. <laughs> and Adam didn't see it until about college. Yeah. yeah. So... That may play a little bit into yeah, he it. Does, but... He does look a little strange. Yes, we'll uh, admit. But I will say that it is it is common at times for a dragon to be made up of like bits and pieces of other animals. Mm-hmm. The head of a dog, the body of a fish, yeah. the feet of, of a lion or a tiger. That kind of thing could happen. It it's not necessarily that weird, though we don't almost, we almost never see it depicted in film. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I I mean I'm sure with Falcor it was more of let's let's talk about let's describe him or design him the way he's described in the book right. versus you know just a generic dragon yeah yeah so uh, we did not give him a very high score for design mostly because Adam really weighed him down Ugh, Marcy come on. Marcy and I talked him up a little bit yeah <laughs> whatever people agree with me <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. His highest score, though, we did give him, it was a 9 in personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty high. That yeah, you can is. definitely tell because he's so jovial and happy, like, immediately. And that's just a great thing. You know, mm-hmm. he's lucky all the time, I guess. It's like, <laughs> oh, this life is great. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's, we, oh, he's there for moral support, too. So, his, I mean, to have a personality that can help other lift others up as well is the best kind of personality yeah if it weren't for him then atreyu wouldn't be able to finish his quest exactly Mm -hmm. sakwa really leads him through yeah not just because he saved him physically you know picked him up and Mm -hmm. he was riding him but also you know i guess metaphorically or symbolically saved him Mm -hmm. um you know like you said keeping his spirits up yeah. And then we can't forget that at the end, he helped scare away the bullies for Bastion. Oh, yeah. So that's right. He scarred those children's lives. So children, bad. For the rest of their lives, they will never bully again. <laughs> so, yeah. There you yeah. go. We could all use a luck dragon in yeah, our life. Yeah, doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> and a luck dragon, too. I, I love I love that he's a luck dragon because that's something that you never hear. Right. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned a minute ago about all the different kinds of dragons. They A lot of times they're elemental based, you know, storm, fire, water, whatever. But this one threw all of that out the window and was like, no, luck. Yeah. I'm different. <laughs> I love the Neverending Story. If anybody is listening who's never never watched that movie, you should probably give that a yeah. Give that a give feeling. It a go. If you like the labyrinth, then you'll like Neverending Story. Mm-hmm. If you just like weird Definitely. practical effects, mm-hmm. yeah. sure, awesome, absolutely. So moving on from Falcor, we are at number four. Oh, um, Falcor got twenty nine as well. Yes, but we, you know, we decided to. 
it, it's hard to describe how we <laughs> broke the tie among these these dragons. So just don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about that. But for number four, we've got Smaug. Yes, yes, the great and terrible. Smaug from the Hobbit franchise. Yeah. Which we had, how long were those movies? Those oh. movies were a long. Were, they were very long. <laughs> Each one was very, very long. Oh, way, way long. too long. Mm-hmm. So for Smaug, we gave him a very high score in ability or power. I think that he got the highest of any other dragon on this list in yeah. in that section. Yep, he did. He got a solid ten. Because when you see him do his thing, it's awe-inspiring. Like, it's incredible. Him just, I mean, sure, he's the evil guy. <laughs> and he's what he's doing is not good. But it's incredible to watch. And to, to the way he talks and the way he manipulates people and the way he keeps his gold stash and it just everything about him... Um, is this personification of power. I am fire. I am death. He's incredibly intelligent and he is able to manipulate the people in the movie and also, we gave him a fairly high score in personality as well because we liked his voice mm-hmm. and the, the way he spoke. Just his, you know, just just his whole thing. He was a very good villain. Yeah, it's a shame he was only in the the whole of the three movies for what was it a half, half an hour? Half an hour, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's just most. a guess that I make. I don't I even mean, know. Come on, because we we didn't give him a very high score for plot significance. Because of that, because right. he, what you know, they put all the movies together. What almost nine hours? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's only in it for half an hour. Right. So. And it's a real shame because, as far as the entire overarching plot of the Hobbit goes, <laughs> yeah. he's the whole point. Mm-hmm. He's what their whole goal is. That's why they're going to the Lonely Mountain in the first place. But in terms of the movie, that's what we're talking about. He's in it for so little. They put in so many other things to worry about, like the. The orcs and all that stuff. That really, he kind of falls by the wayside, unfortunately. Sure, you could call him the climax of the whole series, I guess. But when where they cut it, he's right at the end of the second movie and barely at the beginning of the third movie. It's it's unfortunate he got treated like that. Right. I was so upset when I went went to see the second Hobbit movie called The Desolation of Smaug. And there was no Smaug. I mean, the last 20 minutes of the movie. They had him flying around a little bit. I think you could see in the distance. And that was it. Yeah, they get in the mountain and Smaug's finally here. And you're like, oh, this is great. Cut to black. And it's a a real shame. I was so upset. And I think I've mentioned this before. And I want to mention it again just so that we remember. Because we really ought to watch this. The Tolkien cut of the Hobbit movies Mm. is somebody cut down the the three Hobbit movies into one movie and it basically, and it makes Smaug a huge part. So if we watched that, it might change our perception of Smaug and he may have scored higher, but as far as the official movies go, that's where it is. fell short. Right. But he still, he He still still, was really big on our list. Right. He's still number four. (laughs) He's number four. And because he has great design, we like his personality. And obviously, like we said, his power is just off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's got he gets covered in gold at one point and is still like fine. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's incredibly powerful. So uh, we're at the top three now. And uh, this is it gets really exciting here. Woo-hoo. Oh man. Woohoo. So for number three, we have another animated dragon yeah. on our list. Mushu from Mulan. Yeah. I feel like this is one that is definitely for anybody listening to, it's like, oh this is this is a no brainer. They have to have Mushu on yeah. their list. Even though as a kid watching Mulan, I never really thought of Mushu as a dragon. Mm-hmm. Right, mostly he's... because of his size and. Yep that that's what does it. He, he's lizard size, so you could mm-hmm. easily mistake him for just a regular lizard, but not until you look closely at his design, you can. He's obviously a Chinese dragon, you know, with yes. the the mm-hmm. the whiskers and everything. Oh yeah, we gave him a ten in personality. Yeah, for his yeah. sass. I <laughs> mean, you you can't, you can't beat it. <laughs> He's I mean, the comic relief of the movie. Yeah. I live! So tell me what mortal needs my protection, great ancestor. You just say the word and I'm there. Mushu. And let me say something. Anybody who's foolish enough to threaten our family, vengeance will be mine. <laughs> Mushu. These are the family guardians. They protect the family. And you. Oh, demoted one. I ring the gong. That's right. He he drives the plot in, in ways like basically convinces Mulan to do what she does. Right, and the fact that, you know, the dragon guardian that was supposed to go with Mulan didn't. Right. And so he stepped up and did it instead. Right. It's a little it's a little heroic, mm-hmm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh considering he's not uh, Yeah. 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 A little, a little bit. A little heroic and then a little bit of a personal thing for him because he wanted to become a guardian again. So, you know, he's screwed up in the past, but he nailed it this time, luckily. Mm-hmm. So Gotta get there those you go. personal gains, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that personality was his highest score at 10. It is. Yes. But we did, we gave him a pretty high score for plot significance and power, too. We thought, you know, being able to talk... Being able to convince Mulan to keep moving forward and doing right. things. Right. As, mm-hmm. as far as raw strength goes, like Smog, it's not the same. It's He's not very powerful. He's very small. He doesn't breathe fire in the movie unless, like, wrung by the neck, like, forced <laughs> to, you know? Yeah. So he's not super powerful in that way, but in terms of what he's able to accomplish regardless of that, it's very admirable. So we mm-hmm. were able to, I think, still giving him a higher score in the in plot significance and abilities. Right. So the last two on our list are kind of, we had a lot of trouble with this. Yeah. yeah. We had a tie for first place, and I think we we spent a long time going back and forth deciding who number one and number two is, and we really love both of them so much that we thought it won't really matter which one we choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were like, we, there needs to be a winner. Mm-hmm. So... So here we go. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Number two on our list, Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. What? what? Yeah. Can you believe yeah. it? So How to Train Your Dragon is one of my favorite franchises ever. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore these movies. 
they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't seen them because they're animated, you should watch you're, them. You're yeah. doing yourself a disservice by, yeah. by they're, oh, they're, not seeing them. They're yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Wonderful. Maybe beautiful bring movies. some tissues with you or oh, have them with you when you watch them. They're, but. I mean, wow. absolutely beautiful movies, beautiful music. I, I mean, I adore it. Like, I absolutely. Yeah. For and, real. And we had such a difficult time deciding if Toothless should be number two. Because, you know, for design, we gave him a 10. Yes. He's Toothless. the only one that got a 10 in design. Yeah. Toothless mm-hmm. is amazing looking. Uh, the jet black just does it, man. It, he's he's beautiful with the bright green eyes and the, uh, and the blue flame that he spits. It's like... It just all works together. And I think later on in the... I don't remember it happening in the first two movies, but in the third movie, at least, he, like, glows a little bit. He glows in the second one. Does he? Okay. I'd have to go back and watch it. But when using that that ability, he kind of glows a little bit. Just the overall style of Toothless is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he... Yeah, we gave him really high scores (laughs) across the board. I mean, mostly just because... He has a great personality. Mm-hmm. He acts like a cat. Yep. <laughs> which is adorable. He's a, yeah, he's adorable. Even though if you've ever had a dog that is like a huge like a mastiff or a Labrador or something large that just acts like a lap dog, that's, that's what I picture Toothless is. But with yeah. the, more of a personality of a cat because, you know, he mm-hmm. messes with stuff and rolls around like a cat does. Mm-hmm. But he's this huge thing that doesn't care and acts like he's very small he got up into the the root the rafters of the uh building you remember that it's like obviously you can't do that you're huge you're gonna break this house so that personality really comes through in in so many moments of the movie Mm -hmm. all three movies yeah and when it came to deciding whether or not he was a better dragon than our number one pick the really tough choice was is he a better dragon or is overall or is he just would, would he just be a better dragon to just have as a companion and hang out with right so we, we were having a hard time deciding you know f- right. from all the factors with toothless you want to roll him over and scratch his tummy yeah like that's the kind of personality yep. that he shows and and as far as plot significance goes obviously he's one of the main characters of the whole yes. thing yeah. Um, so he's very, very important, but, you know. Yes, but the main character in Main Journey still is technically Hiccup. Right. But without Toothless, there would be no How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's the dragon. In how From to... How to Train Your. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and he is just so, so great. Wonderful. So, so we did have a very hard time. Moving on from Toothless at number two, Toothless. (laughs) (laughs) The choice was really obvious, actually. No, I'm just kidding. But moving on from Toothless at number two, we have our number one choice. Uh Draco from Dragonheart. Dragonheart came out in 1996. It starred Sean Connery and... Dennis Quaid. That's right. Uh, Sean Connery plays Draco. The eponymous dragon. <laughs> yes. The dragon, uh, the whose dragon, dragon of heart, heart. <laughs> yes. is used in the film. And Dennis Quaid plays a dragon slayer. Mm-hmm. The reason this is kind of, this was such a hard choice, but maybe Adam, maybe you can help explain. Oh, um, yep. I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. We were very, it was very hard for us to choose between these top two because we love them both so much. 
But what we settled on, I think, was I think you mentioned it a little bit before, Robin, was what is the better who's the better dragon, period. Right? Because Toothless makes a great companion, almost like a pet kind of deal. Not not quite, but like almost a, a, a friend in that way. Whereas Draco is your classic dragon, breathes fire, flies like that, and is just a lot more deeply ingrained in the magic that comes along with dragons. That's right, yeah. A, a follower of the old ways, mm-hmm. you know. The old code they mentioned. Knights of the old code. Yes, and he's very he's very pr- proud of that and and. Witness the wonder of an ancient glory. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now listen to me, boy. Swear that your father's bloodlust and tyranny died with him. Swear that you will live and rule with mercy. Come to me and learn the once ways. Now swear. Knight of the Old Code, witness the wonders of an ancient glory. I love this movie so much. It's a great movie. It makes me cry every time I watch it. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to Draco, like you said, he breathes fire... Uh, and he's very he's very connected to magic because of his because he's so connected to magic he has the ability to cut his heart in half and give it to a human to help a human survive right that's not something that's ever brought up in any of these other movies with these other <laughs> dragons and we can't say that none of those dragons could do that but that idea is very special. It's very. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. right. plot, and it's a very selfless thing for Draco to do because you find out later that they are connected. They are still connected despite being, you know, miles apart or whatever. The fact that they have the same heart is, is a huge point mm-hmm. of the movie. Right, and because dragons are being hunted down, Draco ends up being the last dragon, mm-hmm. yeah. and. I love this type of dragon. I love Draco because I love to think of dragons not as these mindless beasts. Um, though not not to say that any animals are really mindless, but sometimes they make them seem like they're just power hungry, just right. treasure hungry, mm-hmm. you know, beasts. But mm-hmm. I really like to think of them as, you know, characters that have thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings and they actually you know, can communicate with people like some of the other dragons on this list. Draco can actually speak to Bowen, the main character and dragon and, and Draco is like we said, so connected to the magic of just the people Mm -hmm. and that live around him. Right. And it's kind of this old way where dragons used to be the main species, I guess, other than humans, you know, Dragons had their own culture and their own way of life, and then humans came along and things changed, obviously. So it's kind of this... Not None of the other dragons talk about this. And you mentioned it was... He's he's the opposite of the Hungarian Horntail. I think that's kind of a, a good way to do it. Our number 10 versus our number 1, they're almost polar opposites of each other because the 
the horned tail is very animal-like. We mentioned it just has its own instincts to rely on, whereas Draco has a conscience, has um, self-awareness, mm-hmm. you know, and is able to communicate with humans on a very human level, become uh, Bowen's friend, you know, throughout the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I the thing that I see him selfless as is he essentially gave himself a death sentence when he split his heart because, I mean, spoilers, I mean, if you haven't seen it, but even if the kid had not turned evil, essentially, then he would have still lived the same amount of years as the kid did. So even if the kid lived to 80 or 90 or so, like, that meant that he would still die in 80 or 90 years. That's true. Instead of living thousands Thousands. of more. Thousands of years, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, there is this whole dragon culture that they talk about in the movie, and, you know, Draco discusses how dragons have souls, and, you know, he basically wants to go to their version of heaven, and he's afraid that his soul will be lost forever because of what he's done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a very kind character. He, uh, you know, trusts Bowen, and he goes along with Bowen when he very easily could just, you know, eat him mm-hmm. or kill him or do anything because Bowen's a dragon slayer and has killed a lot of his friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know... When it comes to Draco and we're comparing him to Toothless, the that's the big the biggest difference is that Toothless is more like a pet, but mm-hmm. that but I don't know with more of a consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. We know that Toothless has thoughts and feelings, and right, can, he he's not a pet, but right. when you compare Toothless to Draco, mm-hmm. Toothless is more of the pet than Draco is. I think that's also shown in their design because. Toothless is sleeker, you know. Yeah. You look at it; he's, he's very more, smoothed over. Yeah. Versus Draco still has like the like horn type thing. You look at the horns scales and all and that stuff. Spiky are much tail. rougher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's and Toothless is like human sized, to where the point where he needs like a saddle to be ridden. You know, like a huge dragon like Draco, you he's big enough to carry whatever he wants, really. Whereas you know, Toothless being that small is kind of that more more relaxed when he's around kind of thing, even though at the beginning of How to Train Your Dragon, he's the one that they're most afraid of. But that smooth and, and easy-to-look-at design makes him a little bit less threatening, I guess. Yeah. Whereas Draco still has that that menacing look of a classic dragon, but is able to move past that because of his personality and what he what he does. And I think one of the big things that we were comparing them on, too, was abilities. Right. And I, re- I remember we were, we were trying to see, like, what, what can Toothless do that Draco can't do? And we were talking about how Toothless can camouflage and look like the sky, essentially disappear, mm-hmm. uh, go invisible. Which, there is one scene in Dragonheart that shows you that, he, that Draco can also camouflage. Mm-hmm. He makes himself look like a rock. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so we were, you know, trying to figure out if there was really a big difference in power and ability. And uh, you know, we decided that Draco being able to communicate 
actually speak to humans kind of gave him a little bit of an edge over Toothless. Right, because other mm-hmm. than that, they're basically one-to-one. You know, they both breathe their own version of fire. They both fly. They both, you know, whatever. We So we, the one thing that Draco does that Toothless doesn't is talk. Right. Yeah. So we also have some honorable mentions. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, because there are many more dragons uh-huh. out there. There's lots of dragons. And so we just had a few that we wrote down the list here. Uh, Elliot from Pete's Dragon. We're not talking about the newer film. We're talking about the one from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. We don't really appreciate the newer one as much. No. <laughs> no. Though the design of that dragon was pretty good, too. Well, Pete's Dragon, also, it's cool because he is only seen by Pete. So to us, he's not really actually there except for to Pete. Uh, I think there's one guy, one character who's like the town drunk. Drunk, yeah. Mm -hmm. He does, he sees, sometimes he sees the dragon do things. Mm Mm-hmm. But, and there is, like, this magical, mystical element to the dragon. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll see him lift stuff, or, but the dragon himself is invisible, but he's but he only appears to Pete because Pete is the one who needs him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we were like, well, since he's not, you know, he's more of, like, an... He, he's kind of hard to define. He's kind of pinned down. Yeah. Kind of hard to pin down. Yeah. So, we have Pete's dragon. Uh, we also have Eustace from The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yes. Yeah, a very strange name for a dragon, if you ask me. <laughs> Mostly because we suppose he's not actually, like, a dragon per se. He was a boy changed into a dragon. So Eustace is actually the name of the children of Narnia's cousin mm-hmm. uh, that they have to go visit and is an annoying little he's kid. He's horrible. Oh, he's gosh. really horrible. He's so, I liked him so much better as a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So he kind of gets to learn through being a dragon because he's kind of embarrassed that he has become this dragon. He doesn't know what to do at first. He kind of hides away, I think. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. I like Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I actually thought that was a pretty good movie <laughs> of the of the Narnia franchise. That was one of the mm-hmm. one of the most forgotten ones because it was at the very end and it didn't have all the, all the same four kids in it. Yeah. yeah, by the end, the staying power of that franchise didn't really yeah. exist yeah, it was, anymore. It was difficult. Right. Uh, we've got King Ghidorah yeah. on here as an honorable mention. Throwback to last week. Right. Um, the reason why we didn't want to include him as, you know, as part of the top ten was we're, there's debate as to whether he really is a dragon um, I'm, obviously, he looks like one. Um, if you look at one of the heads by itself, it's very dragon-esque. He's got the scales. He's got the wings. Um, but because he's got three heads, it's very Hydra-like. Because he's theoretically from outer space. I mean, he's essentially an alien at that point. And also, he's colossal. Like, you know, Godzilla-sized. So, really, is he a dragon or is he some kind of other monster, which is what they're all of those creatures in that franchise is, right. is described mm-hmm. as so yeah but but we wanted to give him an honorable mention just because of his dragon like nature uh breathing electricity so he's essentially you you'd call him a storm dragon of some kind so and uh, I just love him so there you go <laughs> so there you go right so 
that's our top 10 movie dragons. That's going to do it. Everybody, we had a pretty good time trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the voting system that we did this yeah. time. That was pretty fun. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll do that in the future. Oh, and um, just just for those of you keeping track for the wiki, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Toothless got a score of 35. And Draco, and, and Draco got a score of 36. 36. Just beat him. Yeah, it's very, very close. Thirty, So 36 and 35 out of 40. Yes. So no one got a 40 out no. of 40. No one was a perfect dragon. There yeah. are no perfect dragons. Yeah, there are there. no perfect dragons. <laughs> At least not yet anyway. No. Yep. So... We really appreciate you guys sticking through the episode, and Marcy would like to talk about her drink of the week. Yeah. Yes. So, my drink of the week this week, we decided on a dragonberry rum with Sprite. Very simple. Yes, very simple, but very delicious. Elegant. Very, very fruity. It tastes like Skittles. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's and delicious. And we nicknamed it Dragon Spirit. That's right. So, yeah, it's we, we have the spirit of the dragon flowing through our veins. Isn't we that do. Cute? Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a little different than normal. It was a little shorter than normal, and I hope you're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you better be because that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Ah. Well, yeah. So, so, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Black Case Diary. Or follow us on Instagram, at Black Case Diaries Podcast. Or just go to our website, blackcasediaries.com. You can find merch. You can sign up for a newsletter. And you can do, you can do whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want. But you can do pretty cool things. Or you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can tweet at us, email us at blackcasediaries at gmail.com. And I think that's pretty much everything that you can do. I think I will say. I think so. Yeah. So far. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, we're working on more. We're working on more stuff, but those are the things that we have for you right now. Yep. So check them out, why don't you? Yeah. For goodness We'd sake. love to hear from you. And let us know if there are any movie dragons that we did not talk about that you're super upset that we didn't say anything about. <laughs> Please let us know. We, we'd love to hear. Yes. We'd love yeah. to hear from you guys. Tell us why you think Toothless should have been number one. I mean, seriously, I'm Which sure. Which is what a lot of people are probably <laughs> going to sure think. I'm sure somebody's going to think that Toothless <laughs> should have been number one. But, I mean, Toothless. I'm sorry, guys. Toothless. Yeah. It worked too well. It's, yeah. It worked too well. <laughs> uh, oh, the two guys. puns never stop. Uh, <laughs> Toodaloo, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.